Hi everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Expedition. We're so glad you joined us today. Christmas is a time to be thankful for all the gifts we receive. Well, at least we're supposed to be thankful. A lot of us experience some disappointment when we don't get the gift we want. Well, we're going to look at the whole idea behind Christmas presents and learn about the greatest gift that has ever been given. You will journey around our city solving riddles, picking up items, and hearing what makes Christmas gifts special through a silly story about a married couple named Madge and Guy. So buckle up, drive safe, and have a wonderful time together. Okay, now, just a few more feet. Hit the bottom. All right, all right. The branches are scraping on the carpet. But the door's too... That door's too narrow. All right. On the count of three. Ready? Oh, my. It looks just great. You know, I think it's one of the best trees I've ever had. And one of the heaviest, too. Well, I'm sorry to hear you say that, Frank. Maybe it'll be a little lighter in a few weeks when you help me carry it out. Carry it out? All right, everybody. The decorations are over there in the boxes. Now, when you finish, we'll all get together and put the star on the top. Okay, go to it. Well, and, and while you're doing that, we'll get something to drink. Ellie, how about you setting up some tall cups of eggnog? Hey, I'll drink to that. I don't like that. Well, I haven't heard you come up with anything better, Lisa. Hey, hey, now you two. That doesn't exactly sound like Christmas cheer. It's hard to be cheerful when somebody disagrees with everything you say. Well, we're trying to figure out what to give this friend of ours for Christmas. Yeah, and Lisa doesn't like any of my ideas. That's because all your ideas are dumb. They are not. Are too. Yours are the ones that are dumb. Wait a minute, wait a minute, let's not start that again. Now, what's the matter with the ideas you've already had? See, everything we can afford, he won't like. And everything he'd like, we can't afford. That's why they invented credit cards. Very funny, Ellie. Now, how do you know what he'd like and what he wouldn't like? After all, isn't it the thought that counts? Come on, nobody really believes that anymore, do they? I mean, everyone's a little disappointed deep down inside when they're expecting a nice present and they don't get one. I know I was disappointed when I didn't get a new automated spreader for the field. It would have been so nice to watch that baby with its omni-power and omni-drive technology running up and down my fields and ease and speed while no one was inside it. What a rip. Well, maybe if you hadn't expected so much, you wouldn't have been so disappointed. That's just my point, Pete. You know, the problem with gift-giving these days is that most of us look forward to being the givee and not the giver. Wait a minute. Now you've lost me. I think he's lost all of us. Well, not quite all of us. Haven't you ever heard it's more blessed to give than to receive? It may be more blessed to give, but it's more fun to receive. You think so? Well, try telling that to Madge and Guy. Who? 
Are you telling me you've never heard of the story of Imagine Guy? No, but I have a feeling we're about to. Imagine Guy. They were a young couple, very much in love, but poor. Anyway, they knew what it meant to really give a gift. See, Christmas was coming and Madge was counting her pennies to see what she could buy for Guy. And tomorrow is Christmas. What am I going to do? Come in. Hello, darling Madge. I'm sorry to bother you like this, but I'm just making a pie for our meal tomorrow. And why, Madge, darling? Are you crying? What is it? It's when your face gets all red and tears run down your cheeks. Oh, no, no, dear. I mean, what's the matter? You mean besides the fact that it's Christmas Eve and I haven't done any shopping and even if I did, I couldn't buy what I want because what I want is something really special and all the money I have in the world is a dollar and 87 cents? Yeah, yeah. Besides that. Nothing. Oh, listen, sweetie. Who's this present for anyway? My guy. Your guy? Does your husband know about this? Guy is my husband. Oh, that guy. I wanted to get him something really nice this Christmas, and I can't. Well, if you don't have the cash on hand, um, oh, I know, you could bake some cookies and sell them down by the market. We sold the stove to pay the car insurance. Okay, you could use the car to make deliveries. Sold the car to cover medical bills. Oh, furniture? Dentist. Jewelry? Taxes. Books? Harvey. Harvey? Guy's cousin, Harvey. You think we're poor? What am I going to do? Oh, come on. Cheer up, sweetie. Anytime God closes a door, he opens a window. See what I mean? Oh, that's just the newspaper. Why doesn't that delivery boy toss it on the porch like he's supposed to? He can't. Don't tell me you sold the porch. Electric bill. Say, honey, did you look here in the want ads? Want ads? No, thanks. Got some right here. Oh, and say, look at this one. Wanted hair. Somebody would buy hair. Are you kidding, honey? Wigs are big business. Listen, we pay top dollar for top-notch tops. Bring your hair here. Bingo, your problem solved. Oh, I couldn't sell my hair. It's long, it's silky, it's... Worth 20 bucks? Take my advice. Talk to the man. But Guy loves my hair. Just the other day he told me, Madge, I really love your hair. And I just couldn't do this to him. Well, darling, I mean, it's up to you. After all, it's just a present. There'll be other Christmases. Look, I gotta go. See you later. And with that, Ethel left for home. Unfortunately, she forgot that Madge sold the porch. Anyway, Madge had two things on her mind now. A pile of beautiful, long, silky hair that fell almost to the floor when she let it down, and a tempting advertisement from a little shop on Main Street called Pops Top-Notch Tops. Nice delivery. Thank you. And now, Madge's beautiful, long, silky hair seemed too precious to cut off and sell. It was one of the two most prized possessions Madge and Guy had between them. The other was Guy's antique watch. It belonged to his father. Who got it from his father? Who got it from his father? Well, well, it was an old watch. 
It had a beautiful gold case with an ivory faceplate, and when you opened it, it would play a touching little melody. Sweetheart, what time is it? Here, let me open my beautiful gold watch with the ivory faceplate. 3.30, dear. Thank you. As I was saying, the dilemma weighed heavy on poor Madge. What a heavy dilemma. So, she did what most women do in a time of crisis. She went shopping. She put on a coat and went out the front door and stepped over Ethel, who was still lying where the porch used to be. Sorry, Ethel. No problem. And strolled downtown to the retail district to see what she could see. Meanwhile, at the barn on the other side of town, Guy was having a similar conversation with his co-worker, Abe. Well, I don't see what the big deal is. Myra Carden explained to her that she's special. She will get the idea, and it saves you a trip to those frilly stores at the mall that cost so much money. You don't understand. Christmas is always so exciting growing up, and I couldn't wait to open up the presents that we had. I want to be able to give Madge something that she will remember forever. I can't just schmade something together and hope she doesn't mind. Have you thought about taking a trip? Guy looked down at the floor. Finances were never something that he'd ever want to discuss. The fact that things were so tight right before Christmas when people expect gifts was something Guy was embarrassed about. Abe, I don't even have enough to fill up the gas tank on my truck, let alone taking her to a beach somewhere. You could ask for an advance on your paycheck. I already have. I don't think I'll get paid again until next summer. What about selling your blood? I've already sold so much. I think I'm see-through. Work some overtime? I'm already working 14-hour days. How many more do you think I can fit in? Not many, I guess. There has to be something that you can get her that doesn't cost a ton. Guy and Abe thought in silence for a few moments. They stood there for what seemed like an eternity. Guy knew that there was almost nothing that he could afford to get his wife. Guy knew that there was only one thing that would make this Christmas memorable. If only I had enough for what I know she would love. What's that? It means she would like it a lot? I know that. What would she like a lot? Well, we were walking through the antique district the other day, and she saw this tortoiseshell hairbrush that she couldn't stop talking about. You know how much she loves her hair. It would be so neat to be able to get that for her. Yeah, Madge always has loved her hair. You do too. You could always hold up the bank. <laughs> I don't think spending time in jail is a great Christmas present. No, it isn't. But I don't know what else you can do. I have got to think of something. I just don't have any clue as to what. I'm going to head downtown and see if there's anything I may have missed. All right, if I see that someone is holding up the bank... I'll let the boss know that you may be late for work on Monday. Thanks. And with that, Guy set out to find a way to get his wife the perfect Christmas gift somehow. Meanwhile, Mad strolled downtown to the retail district to see what she could see. Then, as she passed Fishbine's jewelry store, she was struck by an inspiration. Well, actually, she was struck by Morty Fishbine, who was coming back from making a delivery. Gee, I'm sorry. No problem. 
Now, as Morty helped her out of the snow, she happened to glance up at the big display window in the front of Fishbine's store. And that's when she saw it. The most beautiful gold watch chain she had ever seen was hanging there in the display case. Just the perfect gift to buy for her guy guy. For a moment, she was dumbstruck. Then she turned to Morty and asked, How much is that watch chain in the window? For the one hanging there on the nail? Yeah, how much is that watch chain in the window? I don't think that watch chain's for sale, but I'll check. Morty dashed into the store and came back in a flash. My dad said that even though it's a priceless heirloom... Yes? He'd be willing to let it go. Yes? For a mere $20. Madge tried her best to be brave. I don't suppose he'd take $1.87 now and the rest when we live happily ever after? I don't think so. But it was obvious for her now that it was time for drastic action, and she knew what she had to do. Is this Pop's top-notch top shop? Nice delivery. Thank you. I understand you buy hair. Depends. Let's see the merchandise. Madge took off her hat and let her beautiful, long, silky hair fall almost to the floor. Don't move, sweetie. I'll get my checkbook. Guy walked with his face towards the wind. It was freezing out, and yet he had a mission, and he was going to accomplish it. He just had to find something for Madge. There had to be some way he could get her the perfect gift. He turned the corner and saw the antique shop that he and Madge had gone in the week before. He decided to go in, not because he planned on buying anything, but because he needed to get warm. Welcome to Rempel's Rarities. Is there anything I can help you find? Miss Rempel was the owner of Rempel's Rarities, and she could tell that guy was not going to be a good customer based on the way he was dressed. An old tattered coat and boots that had seen too many harvests. She knew that this was just a farmer who was looking for a warm hole to hide in for a minute. I think I'm just going to look around for a few minutes if that's okay. Of course, dear. Her thoughts about Guy were confirmed, and she was more than happy to go back to her card game hoping this man would leave her in peace soon. Guy made his way around the store trying to look like he was going to buy something, but knowing that it was impossible... Who is $450 to spend on a porcelain dog that's an umbrella stand? He looked around the store twice while the blood was slowly coming back to his extremities, and he finally decided to go look at the combs that Madge had seen last week. See anything you like? What's that? Oh no, I was just looking at this comb in the cabinet there. How much are you selling that for? That comb there? It's going for $150. Guy's stomach dropped to the floor. He knew that it was going to be worth a lot, but he had no idea that it would be worth that much. Now, he was committed to the conversation, though, and he figured he would see if there was any hope. Are you flexible on that price? No. There is a strict no-haggle policy at Rempel's Rarities. However, if you had anything to trade in, sometimes that can help. You know, offset the cost. Well, the only thing I have is my watch my father gave to me. It is very old, and it is very beautiful. Guy pulled out his watch from his pocket and then hooked it from his keychain. It glistened under the lights of Rempel's rarities as he handed it over to Miss Rempel. 
She was taken aback by the beauty of Guy's watch. Oh my, what a wonderful piece of antiquity. Really? Is it that nice? Oh yes, dear. This is one of a kind. It is a very special watch. Are you sure you would want to part with it? My wife is more special to me than anything else in the world, and I want this Christmas to be memorable for her. Would you take that watch in exchange for the comb? Of course. I'll even give you a little cash with it. This is a truly exquisite watch. That wife of yours sure is lucky. Believe me, I am the lucky one. Would you mind wrapping it for me? I'm running a little late, I think. Miss Ripple laughed and went straight to working on Madge's gift. Guy was excited. He was finally going to give the perfect gift to his favorite person during the best time of the year. This really was going to be a memorable Christmas. It was mighty cold as Madge made her way back to Fishbine's jewelry, but there was a spring in her step, partly because she was excited and partly because without all that hair, she was at least five pounds lighter. Finally, she arrived at the store only to make a startling discovery. They were closed. Hello, yoo-hoo. Mr. Fishbine, please open the door. Oh, please. Didn't you hear, narrator? We're closed now. Go away. Oh, but you have to let me in. You have to. Don't you know it's Christmas Eve? Of course. That's why it's so important. All right, all right. What's so important that you come banging on my door Christmas Eve? You know that gold watch chain in the window? The one hanging on nail? I want that gold watch chain in the window. It's packaged for New Year's Day sale. Besides, you did that number on my son. Please, Mr. Fishbein. Morty said you'd sell me that chain for $20. And if you knew what I had to go through to get the money to you. No, no, now, now, don't cry. I can't stand when women cry, all blubbering and mascara running down face. All right, you can have it. I'll get you the chain if it means so much to you. Thank you. No problem. Now that'll be $20. No refund, no exchange. Understand? Yeah, yeah, here. Well, I say this, whoever's getting the chain, one rocky guy. Oh, you know him? Who? Guy. You mean the guy who's getting chain? Exactly. I don't know him. Never heard of him. Then how do you know his name? Whose name? Guy's name. My husband. I get it. Your guy husband. That's what I've been telling you? I think he's one rocky guy. See? You said his name again. The guy's name? Yes, that's it. It, uh, look, Mr. Narrator, I think we may be here for a while. Why don't you get on with the story? So, your husband, the guy, he's lucky. It took an hour or so before Madge left the store. She was so excited, she raced home in the snow. And when she arrived, she made her way up the sidewalk toward the door, being careful not to step on Ethel. So you sold your hair. Yes, I got Guy the most beautiful present ever. Well, you better get inside and wrap it, because here comes Guy up the sidewalk. Oh, I gotta go. Can you give me a boost up to... The door? Sure, honey. Thanks. No problem. Madge quickly looked around for some wrapping paper, but unfortunately, she had sold it. Newspaper subscription. So, she used the next best thing, wallpaper. She quickly wrapped the present, straightened up what was left in the room, and sat down to meet her guy, Guy. Ah, you know, I really miss that porch. Oh, hello, my name is Guy. What's yours? Guy, it's me. Me? 
That's a strange name. You're waiting for Madge? I expected her home by now. Look at me, guy. It's me, Madge. But Madge has a nice perky personality. I have a nice perky personality. Madge has a cute little smile. I have a cute little smile. Madge has long, beautiful, silky hair. I have a cute little smile. You... you are Madge. I can't believe it. Guy, your face. What is it? Oh, it's just this thing I keep on the front of my head, you know. A couple eyes and a nose, little mouth. No, no, no. I mean, you look sad. What's the matter? You cut your hair. Well, just a little bit. You cut your hair. It'll grow back. You cut your hair. Are you trying to tell me something? Why? I just thought I'd ask. No, why did you do it? So I could get you a really special Christmas present. I went to Pop's Top Notch Top Shop. Nice delivery. Thanks. Pop cropped my top and gave me 20 bucks for it. And that's what I used to buy your present. Oh, guy, it really isn't all that bad. I mean, I'm still the same mad you love, even without my hair, aren't I? Well, of course you are, sweetheart. I'd love you even if you looked like Ewell Brenner. But if you take a look at this gift I bought for you, you'll see why you had me going there for a while. For me? Oh, guy. Madge tore away the beautiful wrapping paper. Well, after she read today's headlines and looked into the first box, she let out a squeal of delight. Delight! Which was immediately followed by a sob of anguish. <laughs> anguish. For inside the box was a lovely comb made out of pure tortoiseshell with jeweled rims. She had wanted this comb ever since she saw it in the antique shop a week ago, but never dreamed she'd actually own it. And now? Guy, I never dreamed that I would actually own this. I heard. My hair grows back fast. You'll see. Besides, you won't even think about my hair when you see what I got for you. Here. Wow, nice wallpaper. And it even matches the stuff that we already have on the wall. No, Guy. It's in the wallpaper. Oh, yeah. I got it at Fishbine's Jewelers. It's the solid gold watch chain in the window. The one hanging up on a nail? Yes, I bought that gold watch chain in the window. I hope you got it wholesale. It's beautiful. Now you won't have to carry your beautiful antique watch on that old clunky thing anymore. Yeah, it was getting a little heavy. Guy, didn't there used to be a watch on the end of that chain? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, you see, Madge, about my watch, you remember the antique shop owner? How snooty and rude she was? Well, apparently she loves watches. You didn't. She gave me a good deal on it. Enough to buy your comb. Guy, you big lug. Aw, oh, shucks. I love you. Come on, I got a few bucks left over. Let's go down to that little place on the corner and split a child's portion diet mini cheeseburger. Ow! That was my foot! Sorry, Sorry Ethel. Ethel. No problem. And they went off, hand in hand. More in love than ever. That story sounded familiar, Grandpa. I think I've heard it. I don't know. Maybe at church? It's not original. It's called The Gift of the Magi by a man who called himself O. Henry. I just changed a few things around here and there, but what's important is do you get the point of the story? Yeah, yeah, I think I do. If you kids want to get a present for this friend of yours, uh, you got to sell Lisa's hair. 
No, it's got to be something valuable. Oh, stop it, fellas. Don't you see? Madge and Guy were both willing to sacrifice their most prized possession for the other, and neither one of them expected a nice gift or, or any present at all, for that matter, in return. That's what real giving, true giving, is all about. Grandpa, look. It looks like they're ready to put the star in the tree. Okay, let's go. Now that's what I call a Christmas tree. Well, what else would you call it? He means it's beautiful. You kids have done a great job. It's perfect. At least it will be when we put the star on top. You see, it was a star just like this one that led the three wise men to Bethlehem. There they found the little baby Jesus lying in a manger, and they brought him gifts, special gifts. In fact, some people say these fellows invented the art of Christmas presents, but that isn't really true because God did that on the first Christmas. He knew that Jesus would grow out of the manger and head straight for the cross, but he loved us enough to sacrifice what he loved most, his own son, to give us the greatest gift ever. Eternal life, abundant life, and I hope every time one of us looks up at this star, we'll remember that. Congratulations, you have completed the Christmas expedition. Wasn't it great to hear about the greatest Christmas gift ever given? The awesome news is that Christmas wasn't the end of the story. There's so much more to learn about Jesus and the amazing gift he offers. If you would like to learn more about anything you learned through the Christmas expedition, we would love to chat with you. Please reach out to us at info at pathwayscc.net. Congratulations again for completing the Christmas expedition. Our prayer is that you would have a Merry Christmas.